0: Jesus' words in the book of Matthew, the very first book of the New Testament. So Matthew was a tax collector before Jesus selected him as a disciple. The tax collectors were hated and despised in that day. As a matter of fact, they were considered enemies and <coughs> sinners themselves people got upset when, you know, some of the people that Jesus selected to be his personal group we call them, refer to them as disciples, as his word does. But through the course of history, God has used sinners to do great things. You know that? Because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. But thank God for Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. For the Lord. We're going to look at some words at conversations again that Jesus had here in the 11th chapter of the book of Matthew. Up to this point, Jesus has said a lot of things. He's discussed a lot of topics. He spoke to a lot of people. He's had multitudes following him. Lives have been changed at this point. Many lives. For the good, for the better. He's performed awesome miracles. Great miracles. When you see a blind man see, and a deaf man hear, and a crippled man walk, that's just several that's pretty awesome isn't it and up to here we're gonna begin this morning as always there are confronters or there were always confronters to Christ everywhere he went almost every discussion conversation that he had there were confronters present and the case in this instance is pretty much the same Um, but he responded to confrontation he responded to criticism and most times And here in this twenty-fifth uh, verse of chapter eleven is where we want to begin today. And I want to lay some groundwork here, and and uh, particularly the discussion that Jesus is having. The actually, uh, he's conveying the truth of the matter, so to speak. Because what he's dealing with here is. Is folks who are stubborn and resistant and reluctant and and opposed and uh, confronting to what it is that he's trying to relate? That being himself, the Son of God that has come to earth to change lives. Okay, let's shorten it, to change lives. That, in essence, our lives. If you saved this morning, if you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your life has been changed. Amen. I hope. Amen not just changed a little bit but changed tremendously amen. Uh, we can say it this way your destination surely changed amen. Yes. Yeah. we Hallelujah. can praise God all day and day for that Hallelujah. amen Hallelujah. but in Jesus conversation if you will again as most always there were those who would not receive what he was trying to Relay to them their pre-religious mindset belief traditional understanding they would not break over to Christ being who he not was but is in this case was he always is because he's always been and he related that he, he says something here and for the purposes of a, a comparative illustration this morning I understand that what he was really opposing was the old law that was trying to keep people bound and tethered up and locked down into some kind of system where they had to work or they thought that their religion or their salvation came by works. Now that's scripturally correct but in comparison I found through many many years that God gives me messages and I I believe other messages that might not be the literal biblical uh, (coughs) topic and this is something of that nature this morning matter of fact this again is one of those times when I'm giving scriptures and pretty much just giving you go with this, I love it when the Lord says, "I'll give you what you need to say," and uh, that's why some most of the time I don't put a lot of notes down and all that. Again, not criticizing anybody that does; that's great. Prepared sermons are great. I'm not arguing that, but sometimes you get locked into that prepared sermon and you can't stray off of it. You got to stay right with it, and I believe God for the purposes of people here. One person here, maybe five here, maybe everybody here has something very impactful that he wants to have spoken. So looking here beginning with verse 25, the word says, At that time Jesus answered and said, and at that time is speaking of immediately after he spoke of what he spoke before. And I want to share that backing up. verse 20 it says then began he, he being Jesus to upbraid or reprimand or rebuke is what upbraid means there (coughs) he began and I'll use that word to rebuke the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done get that to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works, miraculous works supernatural works where they were done he began to rebuke them because they repented not. Now, said thus far that where Jesus went, and I spoke of this in the beginning, that blind people were healed, deaf people were healed, crippled people were healed. Jesus performed miracles everywhere he went. And these cities at the time that are spoken of here were pretty much massive cities with multitudes of occupants. But here we find Jesus rebuking these cities because why? They refuse to repent. Has anybody done a reset since last Sunday? We're not re-preaching that message, but it relates. In other words, what we're given here is Jesus walked through these areas, These populated areas these streets these places that he went with multitudes following him others watching and observing and they've seen these miraculous events that he himself No other way anybody any other man on earth could have done at in the least amount of what Jesus did but now he's scolding you he used to repent woe unto thee Chorazin woe unto thee Bethsaida for if the mighty works which were listen to this if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon they would have repented long ago and sat cloth and ashes strong statement he goes on but I say unto you it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you and thou, Capernaum which art exalted into heaven shall be brought down to hell that's a drastic difference isn't it for if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom it would have remained until this day now what happened to Sodom we talked about that this morning it was destroyed but I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you now then he says in verse 25 at that time, the word does anyway, Jesus answered this is what he said you find it in your Bible reading many times that there's something going on here a discussion all at once it flips and Jesus is talking and you're kind of scratching your head like what did he say what what does this response have to do with what happened we're going to see here first thing he prayed to God I thank thee O Father Lord of heaven and earth Because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent. Anybody interested in knowing who those people were? People that knew everything. People that understood it all. They didn't need this. They didn't need this Jesus figure. They had it all figured out. They were in total control of their own lives. Their mindset was all they needed they didn't need any of this. There's a lot more implied when one tries to work out their own life and be their own all-knowing being that is they believe and have convinced themselves to be in absolute control and doing a great and fantastic job at that I'm gonna tell you something folks you're dead wrong Everybody needs one called Jesus.
1: Yes. Amen.
0: Doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter how well they've done. And is the case probably with many of these. We can understand something from what's being said here if we will let ourselves, and I'm going to do my best to explain this, You've hid these things from the wise and the prudent and has revealed them unto babes. What things? What things is hidden? The very things that we need, the very things that can change us, the very things that can please God the very things and the only very things that are able to bring one from a life of bondage into a life of liberty okay very thing who who did he said these wouldn't receive it. so reading it again has revealed them these things them unto babes the reference there is implying literally those of a childlike faith with trust or ability to place their trust where these others are not or they're refusing or they're not allowing sometimes there's a difference in refusing and not allowing matter of fact most of the time you can refuse something but then you can just not allow something I believe that's the case that's the instance here both of those being present both of those attitudes both of those thoughts both of those mindsets don't ever forget your mind's your worst enemy when it comes to religious things I'm not talking about good understanding and reason I'm talking about that contrary thing that tries to prevent you and keep you from being where God wants you to be and where we need to be revealed means unveiled that's a huge word, spiritually. Unveiled. What's that mean to you? It means opened up. Made available. <clears throat> Puts you in view of, not only in view of, but the ability to, to experience what it is Jesus is trying to say here. even so father verse 26 for so it seemed good in thy sight you know God loves to give his people things not literally things but spiritual things and the greatest here is where Jesus is leading to is himself he's talking about himself he's the savior of the world he came here to to men for men and women and and all who would receive him to have the opportunity of receiving salvation and then eternal life but a joyful life in between (coughs) and of course he's contested again most always (coughs) verse 27 he says all things are delivered unto me of my father let's get that. all things are delivered unto me of my father god has given me all things (coughs) everything he is I'm the physical living human in the human body example God the Father has given me everything he is you agree with that Amen. Amen. we better because he's the one that said it and no man knoweth the son but the father neither knoweth any man the father except the son and he to whomsoever the son will reveal him that broadens it doesn't it and he to whomsoever the son will reveal him there is that word again when something is revealed it's unveiled how is it that jesus can reveal to one of everything he is because he's Everything God is. And when we think of everything God is, I'm talking everything God is. That is their unveiling that one receives when they accept through trust and belief acceptance that Jesus is Lord, amen? amen. That Jesus is Savior, amen. amen? That Jesus, being who He is, who He was, who He will always be, amen has everything that God can give. Revealed. Exposed. Made open. Made available. That that should set us in a whole other spiritual praise right there. there. We have been granted and given things of God in heaven through Jesus on this earth when we believe and receive accept that unveiling and accept. Who he is? I saying "Well, that's pretty much Sunday school material there for kids." Well, kind of, sorta. He of. used the word "babes." When we keep a a spiritual, I'm gonna say, it, a spiritual mindset or an ability as children to trust in God and to believe the Lord and to believe His Word and by faith to receive the things maybe we're not even yet seen yet but to know we can receive them because God's got them and through Jesus it's revealed to us therefore we can become recipients of the things that God is able to deliver so how does he reveal it? how does Jesus reveal it? how does he move the curtains back? does he give one entrance into Speaking of requirements, is there a requirement? (coughs) Is there a requirement to see? Is there a requirement to experience? Is there a requirement to enjoy? Has Jesus said the things of God that come through him that he will deliver to those he reveals into? Sure, there is. Mm -hmm. First word of verse twenty eight. Come, come. Which means what? (coughs) Move toward. Who? Jesus. He said, Come unto me. A lot of people get that backwards because this is their, I believe, their analogy of that. Come unto me. Me being you or them. I can do it all. That's what these, he's talking about. These right here, same thing we got it all figured out we can do it all we don't need you we don't need you coming along telling us trying to claim that you're somebody we don't believe you are first of all as humans we want to take our issues and our problems and be the greatest pictures of them wear ourselves out trying. We're accumulators. And I've seen this. I'm going to say it because I've seen it and because it's absolutely fact. People accumulate in some strange way to try to satisfy themselves that they're fixing their problem by accumulating things. It has some kind of a way of comfort Or notoriety or or something that they're searching for, but they're never able to find the real thing that can help them. Were the worst that there is thinking and believing that we within ourselves can remedy our situation. I guess I need to say amen and raise my hand first and wait all of you. That, that never happens to. We all know it happens. Now, the degree of, I guess probably, there's some hostility in this discussion, evidently so, and I'm, I'm not really speaking. I, I said earlier this is for a comparative analysis, a, a, a view that we can look at ourselves and maybe fit ourselves in that we're somewhat like these, that at least people are. I hope and pray, I mean, pray for this church, all of you all the time, multiple times. Later, that we grow, that we learn, that we, we draw closer to the Lord. That, that's one of my prayers, Lord draw us nigh thee, because I know when we draw nigh thee, you'll draw nigh to us. Well, here you go right here, what's come all about? Drawing near, coming closer. It has a strong emphasis of, of uh, after, come after me but coming after if you come after then you will make contact and you will find go to Matthew 7 7 what's that say ask and what it shall be given unto you seek and what you shall find and what again knock and what the door shall be opened unto you here we go verses alone there's been messages here preached on those alone ask seek and knock when we come to the Lord there is a great revealing that takes place we are given and and made recipients of greater things than what we can know and let me say this I'm so inspired to specifically bring this into a focus of personal issues this morning (coughs) Let's get away from this group, this whole multitude that's arguing with Jesus and that he's speaking of actually rebuking whole cities for the same thing because they're not accepting him. And when they don't accept him, they can't accept his help. They can't receive it. We're the same way. If we don't let the Lord have our issues, we can't get the help we need. Amen.
1: Right.
0: What do we got to do to get the help? We've got to come unto him. We've got to bring it to him. Yeah we have got to say, Lord, I'm not able to do this. This is too big. It's gone on too long. I don't know. I don't know if I'm speaking to anybody here this morning or not. But I'm going to give this message. Again, we become so convinced within ourselves that we're our greatest fixtures, and I can get this, I can handle it, I can do it. And the longer it goes, the worse it becomes. And you'll never be able to accumulate enough things to make you happy. I'm gonna tell you what true happiness relies. The happiness of man is if you want true happiness that's related to nothing other than a relationship with Jesus Christ and that's it. Without that you'll never have true happiness and I believe in a big way that's what Jesus is trying to invoke here imply to these you'll never get there without me and you'll never get to me unless you first come. Uh, To me, that that, that word's not a little small insignificant word. It's talking about putting yourself into motion and realizing I've got to go to somebody that can help me. You guys know what a load is? I'm talking about not not going down the highway out here on the back of the truck. I'm talking about the load. Weighing you down, pressing you down, putting squishing you, overwhelming you consuming you what do you do with that Jesus. I'll fix it I'm working on it I'll make it alright because I come unto me instead of the one that I need to come to who is able to do with because why he's got all the resources of heaven That's right, man. Which brings all the resources of heaven again to us. Mm. Wow. You don't have to raise your hand or answer this, but has it ever happened to you exactly what I'm talking about this morning? You have wore yourself literally completely out till you are down and you don't even have anything left to go on and you're still trying to fix it with the very few fumes you've got left in you to try to fix it with. Mm and you still can't get it done. You just got to go to the Lord. Amen. Come unto me. We can say that that me means I am. The only one. The Son of God. The Messiah. Amen. The all-powerful. The almighty. I'm not just a man. I'm the Lord. Yes. yes. Hallelujah. Come on. He's the Lord. Amen. He's God. Amen. He's able.
1: Yes.
0: And that's the one we have to take it to, whatever it might be. Amen. We know this country, it's where it needs to go. Right. Listen to me. I don't care who's in charge. I don't care what party it is. This country needs to get back to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. that we are in right now that looks hopeless. Well, I had to make the announcement that I made starting not wanting to do that. We're living in a dangerous world. You know who that dangerous world is brought about by? It's brought about by people who didn't go to God. They've resorted to other means. And now, look what we got. Let's get personal this morning, though. This word come unto me is in all seriousness. I've got to take my situation in all seriousness. This isn't something that I can just keep playing around with and letting go and letting go and letting go and expect it to remedy itself. The old saying just ignore it long enough it'll go away. No, it's not gonna go away, it's gonna get worse. Yeah. Until you put it in the right hands. Basically that's your life. Yeah. Coming unto me is bringing your life to me. He didn't didn't say come to me for appeal. <laughs> that's good. Or a temporary fix. I don't like what's going on so just give me something to get me by for a little bit. That's not what he's saying. When he said come to me, he's talking about your permanent solution. That requires something out of us. It requires us to have to break something that's the age-old enemy of mankind and it's a thing called pride. Mm I don't want anybody to know. I don't want anybody to see any sign that I've got a weakness or I've got an issue or I've got something going on. So, therefore, I'll just hold it all back. Not that I'm refusing God, but I'm just keeping from it
1: from
0: you. You suffer and you suffer and you suffer and you suffer and you suffer. <laughs> I'm telling you, I serve a God that is able. Amen, Amen. 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 Why would Jesus have said such a thing if he wasn't? He explained before the reason, this is the solution. Come unto me. Only me. He didn't say come unto Joe or <coughs> Donald or, <coughs> or Trump or Biden. Come. Come on. Or anybody else. He said, Coming to me. Amen. Why? Because he's the only one.
1: That's right. No
0: man on earth can fix your spiritual problems. Only God can. Amen. Amen. Only that by which God is granted through his son Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the only thing. He didn't say coming to you either. Coming to yourself will get you in all kinds of trouble. Yep. Mm-hmm. Worst thing it does is make you think you're your own greatest picture. And you're simply not, and I'm not either. Oh, there, I'm gonna tell you, there's people that will make you think you've got to go to them, and that somehow they're God. Or I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna argue that fact because I know I've been around. them. That's not the answer either. I'm not saying advice, confidence in people. I'm not saying that's wrong at all. I will say be careful who you go to. Especially with life's experiences and life's needs and especially spiritual needs. (coughs) Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. It ain't me I got it figured out got it down I can carry this thing I'm tough right that attitudes attitudes are enemies too attitudes will keep you from going where you need to go doing what you need to do listen to me people I've seen it too many times What great words we have here before us. Say, come unto Jesus. Amen. Come unto me, Him. Laboring or heavy labor? Labor is a struggle. If you're laboring, you're struggling. You're trying to exert your energy to do something in this case that you will never get done absolutely not because this is spiritual i'm not saying you can't keep laboring because you absolutely can you can keep banging your head against rocks and you can keep denting the walls or whatever you might be trying to do that ain't going to help you right here you that labor and are heavy laden, the longer it <coughs> goes, the worse the load gives. The weightier it becomes, the more intense <coughs> by the second.
1: <coughs>
0: and I, the same I, that's the same me, come unto me as I, Amen. the Lord Jesus will give you rest. When? <coughs> when you think about coming to Him or until you do come to Him. I want you to think the rest of your life about coming to the Lord or you can do it. And the emphasis here again is a now. Don't put it off. Procrastinate gets you further in the hole, the load becomes greater. I think we all know that with common sense. The longer you deal with something, the worse it gets, is am I right? The heavier it becomes. The more the more infectious it is. The more the worse it does. I will give you rest. The word's too cold. refreshing in the present present we're all in the present a refreshing in the present and this isn't talking about a cool drink of water on a hot day Again, this is spiritual we got to keep it spiritual even the things of life folks listen that affect us spiritually the loads of life affect us spiritually the needs of life affect us spiritually the trying to get affects us spiritually what we're trying to go after to to fix our own cause affects us spiritually he said he will give you rest he will give you refreshing in the present but this also has an extended content of meaning which is a total relaxation in the future where's that at when we get through this problem causing hard way of life that we're all trying to make it through This involves trust self-confidence is not a bad thing because we all need an element of that to have enough confidence in ourselves that we can function and do and a lot of that comes by learning and by experience it's okay but when we become so overconfident that we can again fix our own problems. somehow be the supernatural human that I am and we'll get it we'll get it just it'll be all right rest there's another very small word But if you've ever, ever been under a load, if you can relate to what these scriptures are saying, this morning, I believe some of you here most likely probably can. I can. I've been under a load. I'm wrong there is strength. In rest there is replenishment and renewing. This isn't just a very small tiny matchbox of a term. There's so many things included in the rest that Jesus is talking about here. This society alone is bogging people down into some of the most egregious weights and pressures I've heard some in conversation speaking of, of how hard it is, how tough it is just to survive in their sense of speaking. And it is. It goes on. Notice the word my in this statement. Take. My yoke. He's the same I, he's the same me in the previous scripture. Take my yoke upon you. You cannot take his yoke upon you until you come to him. You can put him at bay at a distance and you can hold off. A little bit's good enough this is close enough I just really don't want to divulge all my issues here with you Lord so I'll just stand back a ways and somehow magically you're gonna fix all this. No you got to come into Him. Amen. Take my yoke on you. What's your yoke? It's actually an instrument you can say agriculture because they put them around animals necks enable them to pull without being injured or or blistered or you know whatever happens to the animal when when their body is subject to friction I'm gonna tell you what we're subject to friction because of loads folks Mm -hmm. and we're subject to injury because of loads and if we're not careful we'll come down with some infectious things because we didn't do what we need to do to get rid of that thing give it to God Jesus said, "That's what he's talking about. Take my yoke upon you." He didn't finish with that. He said, "And learn of me. Mm-hmm. Learn of me again. Back to what we started with. Learn of me, many. See what I can do for you. Mm-hmm. Experience who I am. Because again, who I am is God, who gives me all He is. Yeah. But if we're gonna be stubborn about it." We're going to keep enduring and we're going to keep going through and we're going to keep putting ourselves subject to. Folks, it's going to stay the same and it's going to get worse. <laughs> Has it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. we do what we have to do. For I am meek and lowly in heart, not forceful. Lord's not forceful he doesn't pick you up with a neck and, and drag you to himself he's not going to do that a Meek, meek is a courageous strength but not forceful I've got what you need but it's up to you to come That's what he's saying and when you do come you will be given and equipped with something that is able to help you manage this load. Now sometimes people think well I won't even take the whole thing away. Well we all know sometimes that's just not the way it is. But when we've got the Lord to help us carry that load which is his yoke, what else do we need?
1: Amen. He will
0: help us through it. Amen. Amen. Matter of fact he'll carry the load we just gotta put the yoke on. Amen. Yep. And you shall find here it is again rest unto your souls what matters most your body or your soul, your
1: soul. soul. soul.
0: absolutely he didn't say rest to your body although that may be you know that may be part of it because we've talked about that sometimes the body comes subject to loads and harshness and laboring we know that but he's talking about that part of us again which is eternal give rest unto your souls, that you'll find rest. How's the only way you can find something in closing? Look for it. Go to it. Trust the source. Believe in the hope. Know that what (coughs) God says in his word is True, not only true, but absolutely true, and all offering to those who will receive that it be unveiled unto them, that they may find this rest from the load. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I guess we could say yoked with Christ. There you go. About that, are you yoked with Christ this
1: morning?
0: Have you given Him your issues? Have you brought them before Him? Yes. You said, "Here I am. It's me again." (laughs) We do that, don't we? (laughs) That's okay, God says. I'm glad you came back.
1: Amen. Amen. And
0: if you need to do it again, I'll still be here. That's right. Now, I just added that. I didn't get that. I know he is. He's always there for us. Let him have it. Take it to him. That's David wrote in Psalms and I think it's over the twenty-something chapter. He said this, be still and know that I am Lord. Be still. We got to get still, folks. If you really want to get out of the business of God, you've got to get still and get out of this high gear, hectic pace, run through trying to fix your problems that you'll never get done in the first place and let him show you who he is. That's right. Let him reveal it to you. But you'll never experience that until you come into him bring whatever it is. Would you stand this morning? some things that a minister can pray for you for, anoint you with oil, pray a prayer over you. Pray a prayer of faith. I know that heals the sick. The Lord says the per effectual prayer of a righteous man avails much. But this is one of those things that you've got to go alone. You gotta find your own altar somewhere. And you've got to say, Lord, I'm tired. This is wearing me out. Coming to you. You may not do it here, and I'm not asking you to. If you've got something going on and it's about to crush you, then all i say is, you know where you need to go. Thank you for giving that this morning, mm-hmm. And that's the only place for any of you, including me. Heavenly Father, we just are grateful that we can come and we can have such a worship service as we have here in this place. That we can join together as individuals that care about each other, that love each other, Lord. But above that, we thank you for Jesus more than anything else. We thank you for the one that we can come to, come unto, and take his yoke upon us, that God, we can be relieved, that we can truly receive the rest that he so promised, if we would only come. I pray for these today, everyone under the sound of my voice today, everyone that has received these words today. Ask you to take them and minister to them. Minister to their lives, to their hearts, to their souls, to their situations. Help us all. Draw nearer Thee, Lord, by coming unto thee. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Closing, let me announce next Sunday night the well, we'll be having our church Thanksgiving dinner at the community center. What we'll do in place of the service next Sunday night. So, please, everybody, come. Let's have a great time of fellowship and enjoyment. But uh, as, as of this time, at this time, at this time, you're dismissed in Jesus' name. God bless you. Amen.